0: So today, we have Jesus in the Gospel. He says, if you have faith the size of a little mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move, and it will move. And St. Therese, her whole life, she wanted to be a saint, her whole life. And what she would say is she would look at the other saints, since she was a little girl, and she would say, the other saints are like a mountain in the clouds, so high up, so great. And she would wonder and she would say, "How I am nothing like them. How could I become a saint? She would say, I'm like a little grain of sand compared to this mountain that the saints are. And so, but she, what she said was, God wouldn't have put this desire in my heart. He knew, she knew that he could do it. And so she, she prayed to God and she said to him, what is my path? How is it me, a little soul, who can't do the great things the other saints have done, the great amount of fasting, the great amount of missionary work? She would say, what is my path to becoming a saint? And her path was going to be the little way. And a lot of times in our life, we're praying for a lot of things, but one of the main prayers St. Therese had was how she could become a saint. A lot of times in our life, maybe we yet don't even have the desire to be a saint. We might not even think of it. We might not think, okay, there's these canonized saints. But do we think ourselves, we need to become saints. And so when St. Therese, of a little flower, I'm going to talk about her a little bit. I don't know if you, if you don't know that much about her. Maybe some, I'm just not going to presume that you know anything about her. Um, when she was alive, she said when she got to heaven, that she would shower roses from, from earth, from heaven. She would shower roses from heaven to earth. And it might sound silly that she said that, but a lot of times she actually does do that. Um, I don't know if some of you maybe, raise your hand if you ever prayed to St. Therese and you feel like you got a rose from her. Have you ever done that before? Some of you? No? Okay, not? Okay. It's not about getting roses anyway. That's not what it's all about. But anyway, so uh, the way I got learned about this saint was I just used to see her picture everywhere. And um, her name in French is Therese, but it's usually it's St. Teresa of the little flower. And, and I saw her picture, and I would see it everywhere before I entered seminary. I didn't know anything about her, and it said in the novena, it said the priest who was praying that novena received a rose from her. And I, I didn't understand it basically saying that she gives roses sometimes to people. And so I didn't pray the novena for this intention. I was just praying it to pray it. And in the middle of the week, um, if you don't know this by now, I worked in the dollar store for a long time. And there was a customer, a regular customer of mine. She came to the front counter and she was like, I want to give you something. So she starts emptying out her purse. She starts dumping her whole purse on my counter. I don't know what's going on. There's a whole line of customers and she's just she's looking for something. She has to give it to me. So she gets out a card. It's a single rose. She puts it right in my hand and she says, "This is for you." And it's a prayer of a rose and it's a it's a it's a long single rose and she just puts it in my hand. And I was look, and it took me a few seconds and I was like, "Oh, Saint Thérèse." you really give roses to people because let me tell you, I mean, I'm a, I was like 20 years old, no one gives me roses, you know, it's like a crazy thing, like who gives, a, a, never, I mean, usually give a lady a rose, okay, but anyway, this lady is giving me a rose and, and it was very, and in that moment I realized God inspires people sometimes to do things and you don't even know why you're doing it and you've heard so many stories of, I've heard so many stories of people just praying a little prayer to St. Therese And someone will just walk up to them and be like, here, here's a rose for you. And so those are little signs from her just saying, I hear your prayer and I'm watching over you. So after that, I kind of took her to seminary with me because I was about to join seminary. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to need your help. You're coming along with me. And after that, I started to learn more about her. And so I want to talk just a little bit about her, the way she, her teaching her spirituality. If you don't know... She's one of the few women doctors of the church. I think there's just three women doctors of the church, and she's actually what's called a doctor saint. That means her spirituality is so clear, so developed, that the church declared her a doctor saint. Okay, And she died at 24 years old of tuberculosis. She died. It was, very, uh, it was not a very easy death, and she, she suffered it well, and she received many graces through it. And so we can learn a lot from her a few things. She calls it her path to heaven is the little way. And why it's so important for us is because she saw herself as a weak soul. And I think of us today, we could be like a weak soul. Most of us can be kind of like a weak soul today, like her, a little soul. And the reason why it is is because of the way we're raised here in this country, right? If you look at our grandparents from Iraq, how different are they than us, right? My grandfather, he can walk through a wall, one time, the, he cut his hand, cutting the grass, and I could see his bone, and he's literally just showing it to me, not freaking out at all, and just like, look at this. And I'd be like, you're not, if it was me, I'd be on the floor having a panic attack, call the ambulance, take me on a stretcher, wheel me into Beaumont, take me now. But, but them, they're, they're not even moved. They're not even flinched. My grandmother, she had 13 children, and when she came to America, she's like, I wish I had number 14. And I'd be like, huh? Number 14? And she just bats her eyes like, yeah, no big deal. Okay, yeah, so we're a little bit different than our grandparents. We're we're different, but they had a radical faith. So St. Therese would look at the saints and she'd be like, they're so different than me. St. Therese grew up in a very rich home, richer than most people in France. She was spoiled when she was little. And God gave her many graces to get out of being spoiled, to not be prideful. And all five of her sisters all became nuns. And her parents are declared saints as well. Um, and, and so she discovered the path to sainthood was going to be the little way. And what is that little way? She would say the smallest little things, little acts that she would do. She would say, if I do these things with great love in the convent, and I offer them for the conversion of sinners to convert their souls, This is my path to sainthood. And so she would see like something small, like a pin on the floor that doesn't belong there. She puts it in its right spot. She says, if I offer this with great love for the glory of God and to save souls, she's like, it will save souls. And so what way we can reflect on it is like this. A lot of us do very little, might seem minuscule tasks in around the house You might think like these little things that I do are nothing, but they're really not. A lot of you are moms. A lot of you are just kids. Imagine if your mom makes dinner or your dad and your dad or mom makes dinner and there's a lot of dishes in the sink. You could easily just say, I don't, I'll just walk away from it. I don't need to help her. But what what would St. Therese do? She would say, no, out of great glory for God and for the conversion of sinners, I'm going to wash these dishes with great joy for Jesus. And not complain. And, and to her, that was such a profound act of love that it, it was sanctifying her soul, saying no to herself with every little thing. You know, there's so many things that happen to us daily, small little things that we either complain about, we don't do, that really make us into saints. It could be literally taking out the garbage, I could just say, nah, I'm not going to do it or I'm going to complain about it or, or maybe you're working in the office, the phone calls, you don't like to deal with them, you get some phone calls here, not too many here, it's okay, not bad. Uh, the secretary takes more phone calls. Okay? So, you could complain or you could just say, Lord, I offer this for your glory, for the salvation of souls. This was her little path. So, a lot of you are married with kids. Your child is crying in the middle of the night. Maybe some of these babies are crying in the middle of the night, right? You say, Lord... I offer this for your glory, for the conversion of souls i 'm going to help me to do this in love for you without complaining. These are what made saint Therese a a sinner uh, a, a saint, a saint. And there was one other thing, one of the, a few many different examples she had, but a lot of times the nuns would be mean to her, and she would just smile in return, and one nun particularly was annoying Saint Therese in the chapel. She would shake her rosary. She would make a lot of noise in the chapel. And St. Therese wanted to correct her. She was afraid she would hurt her feelings. And so, even though it wouldn't have been a sin to correct her, she decided just to offer it up. And she said it was so hard for her to just listen to this nun make so much noise in a quiet chapel that she starts sweating how much it was sanctifying her, annoying her, that she was just offering it to God... For souls. These little things, we might think of them as little, but these are precisely the little things she did. This is how she became a saint. And so if we see compared to the other saints, you know, after she died, remember, no one knew anything about her. She only was, I believe, in the convent for like eight years before she died at 24. No one knows her. It's a small convent. And after she died, Letters started pouring into the convent. First like 20, then 50, then 100, then thousands and thousands of letters. Because of all the miracles she was doing, people were like saying, we're praying for this nun's intercession. She's doing miracles. And, And it just spread and spread and spread until the Pope said at the time, he said, she's the greatest saint of modern times. So... The reason why she's so important for us today is because we need a path to being saints. Not all of us are going to be starving and fasting our bodies and doing missionary work in other countries and praying for hours and hours at a time. St. Therese had this little way of offering everything she did for God and for souls, and it literally led her to sainthood. I can talk a little bit more about her, but my homily will go on too long. But that's where I'm going to leave us at. So I just encourage you um, to read her diary, Story of a Soul. It's a little book, Story of a Soul. If you don't ever read, maybe some of us don't read ever. Um, It's a good book. If you're not used to reading about the saints, I recommend it. It should be maybe free online. you, You might be able to find it on a PDF version online, or you can just buy it from Amazon. It's not too expensive. It's really, really profound. She had so much wisdom for a, such a young person it'll really help open all of our eyes helps open our eyes to how to live our lives amen let us stand